I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I know listeners are interested today. So yep. what's been happening in your life this week? Um, well, I finished my uni study period, they're called. I hate calling it a study period. It's not a semester though and it's not a term. It's not a trimester. Study period. Maybe a quadmester? Yeah. Let's call it a quadmester. <laughs> okay. I finished my university quadmester. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I learned about Aristotle and ethics and Kant and his categorical imperative. And I'm basically cheaty from the good place now. So. Exciting, isn't it? Like you're cheaty. Is and it- that means I'm mm. Michael. Yes, we were definitely going to say Michael. <laughs> Not Jason. <laughs> Look away. Do not listen to this podcast. Oh, so aggressive. <laughs> Unless you want to be filled with horror and dismay. You know what I love? I love that they start it like that. Because it's like, you know what you're in for. This is great. <laughs> Sorry. Continue with the intro. Well, no, no one's listening anymore because they've turned oh. off. So if you've a stupid like us and watched the rest of a series of unfortunate events, season two, welcome. How's it going? <laughs> did you enjoy as much as we did? Because it's great, isn't it? I don't think we did a podcast for the first season. No, we did. I can't remember now. Did we not? But I don't think so. But we loved it. We loved the books of growing up as kids as well. We did. You know what I loved? It was like the first kind of book I think we've said this to each other before Mm. not on the pod though that it made you feel smart as a kid because it made you feel like you had secret information that Mm -hmm. not everybody else did and the way that the author like spoke to you directly Mm -hmm. in that sort of stylized thing and then I loved the little hints at the end of the book you know and they'd give you like a teaser for the next one and you'd be like what does that mean I know I think if you didn't read them back then as a kid it's hard to get into this show now. Yeah. We've spoken to one of our friends, actually, mm. who didn't read it as a child. And I didn't understand it. Look, she's repressed. And <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't understand this show, which I'm kind of annoyed at her for even trying to watch this show. It's not your show. It's our show. Okay. It's, it's the show for the people who know the series. Yeah. You know the best thing about the books, though? What's that? Like, just on the sly. Mm. The uneven pages. <laughs> Is that what you like the worst? Wasn't it cool, though? It was cool. Oh. And I, some people online are like, oh, you liked Harry Potter or you liked um, Lemony Snicket. You can like both. Why does it have to be an either-or? Why is everything in life an either-or? You can like more than one thing. I liked it's... eating pizza. I also like eating pasta. It doesn't mean that I hate pizza any less by eating pasta or vice versa. I can like to eat food. In general. That's a quote for this episode. <laughs> okay, so this season was started at the Auster Academy and all it went through to the Carnivorous Carnival. Hold on. 
You okay there? That's book five to book nine for those playing along at home. So I just went and checked out copies of the book <laughs> to confirm that. Which I bought you mm-hmm. a, before this was even a thing, or was it when we heard that the first season was coming out? Unclear. Just before the first season. I bought you a beautiful copy, if I do say so myself, mm-hmm. like a set, limited edition set of the books. Mm-hmm. Because I think both of us, we had like a couple of them, but as kids we used to borrow them from the library a lot. Yeah, right. Anyway, enough about our personal stake in this show. The show's great. The end. <laughs> uh, so people complain about this series is that it's very repetitive. And, like, I understand that, but it's part of the charm as well, especially the first few books. Isn't that the point of the books as well, that they keep getting into trouble and no one believes them and it, like, keeps amping up and your anxiety is like, mm-hmm. uh, what you What episode did you like the most? Or... Oh, I don't know, Lonnie. The hospital one was scary. You mm. know I don't like scary things. Oh, I don't know. Can we, can we do a shout-out first to some MVPs? Okay. Best part of season one, arguable best part of season two, is Sarah Canning. Sarah Canning is an angel mixed with a genius, mixed with perfection and sass. <laughs> That is what she is. Okay. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit, I fell in love with her as Aunt Jenna. I can't get that out of my head. But how she's so excellent. She's so excellent. She's just wonderful. And she's been added to the show because she's not in the books at all. No, but which excellent. Yeah, fine. Can we also have a shout out for Sarah Rue? Oh, I love the Sarahs. <laughs> who is Olivia... Who was the librarian mm. and, oh. I can't remember. I don't think she's in as much in the books. No. I, it's I been a while. I think there was a librarian in that book, but I don't think mm. it continued. Yeah, a lot of it's been expanded for the series, and I'm, I kind of, I'm okay with that, I think, because the books are very much focused just on the kids, but this series focuses more on BFD and can't know life. And it's not stuff that's, like, totally invented, but it's stuff that is kind of hinted kind of at like in the books. It expands upon the world, mm. which I think is really cool. Yeah. And, like, at a certain point, it's kind of like fan fiction, but Daniel Handler did write most of these, or was involved at least in the beginning of these episodes, mm. so, you know. Also, it's the kind of thing where it's a different medium. Yeah, so it's you an adaptation, have to, yeah. You know, if they made a direct translation of the books and it was just the kids, we'd yeah. be like, this is so boring, give us something else to look at. Mm. I guess so, yeah. I don't think it's the only way to do it, but I think they've, I like how they've done it. I love how stylized the season is, and I love how they've committed to it as well. Yeah. If you're not on board with it, you're not going to like anything about the show. But I can't, it's like unapologetic mm. in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, yeah. we're weird, we're crazy. We've got um, mm-hmm. narrators and like crazy things. Mm-hmm. Best part of every episode is listening to the adapted theme yeah. for what lyrics mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris has put in. Mm-hmm. I can't um, remember specifically, but there was one where they like tried to rhyme a word that didn't rhyme and it was just excellent. It was just excellent. <laughs> I think he's great as well. Sometimes he, he might go a little bit too more into the camp side of Can I Laugh, but then there are several times this season where he does go mm. full on evil. Mm. So I'm okay with that. That's probably one thing in season one, like reading the books, I was terrified yeah. of Can I Laugh. Like every time, you know, they'd see the tattoo on his ankle or something and that'd be the mm. end of a chapter, I'd have to put the book down because I was too scared because <laughs> Can I Laugh was there. 
Um, and I get what you mean. Yeah, he is kind of pointing to the ridiculousness a little mm. bit. But there are a couple of times in his season where he like has a deep growl as mm. Count Olaf and he just fills up the whole screen and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly what you imagined as a kid. And we're not the first people to say this, but Lucy Punch as Esme mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. I've seen her in a few things over the years, but like she was born to do this role. Yeah, she's excellent. She is really evil. Like, Yeah. And she makes him more evil by being around. Yeah. Um, I love all the kids. They're all great. They're all great. I love that how they dealt with the aging of Sunny as well. Yeah, in the first I love bit. Sunny. Sunny especially. It's uh, really meta in that way. Like it doesn't mm. mind commenting on the fact that you're watching a show, mm-hmm. which I don't know, it can be weird if you think about it too much because you're like, do they know that they're in a show or is mm. that kind of thing? But I actually kind of like it. Well, it fits with the books. It does, exactly. Yeah. One thing I'd say about the series which I didn't quite like or wasn't translated that well was the Friends, the Quagmire triplets. Yeah. Was that didn't really have enough time for them to be really good friends. But like in the books that they were good friends and then when they lost them it was really tough. But in this it's kinda of like they just met them and then they lost them. Yeah. They didn't, didn't quite understand. They'd known why... for like half an hour and yeah, that's best what, friends. That's what it felt yeah. like. But that's a very small thing. Um Nathan Fillion. Yeah, he's wonderful. As Jacques Snicket, the role he was born to play. Mm-hmm. When he and Olivia say goodbye in the yeah. car, I knew, <laughs> I knew. Yeah. I feel like that um, episode was the first, not the first time, but like it really solidified Count Olaf's evilness mm. because we'd seen him like try to do crazy things and try to, it was creepy when he tried to marry Violet, like don't get me wrong, but mm. he actually killed someone with a pickaxe mm. like to death. That's the first time we'd really seen something really yeah. brutal of him. And the series made it more tragic because they were friends at one stage and yeah. we, were a bit, we weren't in their relationship, mm-hmm. which I'm not even sure that Daniel Hamlin knew much about VFD when he was writing those yeah. first few books. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I do like it, that twist in the Vile Village episodes where um, previously no one's ever believed them that Count Olaf's here and now that they've got someone who they – Everyone else thinks Count Olaf, but they're like, oh, wait, it's not Count Olaf this time. Yeah. That's when it's yeah. um, Jacques. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so it's clever. I don't think, like, obviously Daniel Handler wasn't doing the repetitive story structure because he couldn't think of anything else to do or because he was a bad writer. He was using it to his advantage and then... It's a device. It on, yeah, he twisted it on its head in yeah. book seven and then went totally crazy in the rest of the series, which he doesn't use it much again. So, so is there just one more season coming of this? Yes, I think it's four more books. Okay. I really like that. I mm. like that they're not, like, they're just doing an adaptation of the works mm-hmm. and that's it and we're done. So too far, too often I think, you know, they go too far and go on too long and try to do something that's, mm. like, extra. I'm kind of a bit hesitant about the second season of Handmaid's Tale for that reason. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet, have we? No, but because there was stuff in the book that wasn't translated into the show, which I know that they're going to talk about in season two and... Um, concurrent seasons, but, like, mm. um, I don't know, there's something quite admirable, I think, of going, look, we're just going to do the books and that's it. We're not going to mm. have anything else. Yeah, and, and they've had to do them quite quickly because the kids are young and yeah. they grow up. So yeah. I think that's good, though, because it's not going to drag on for years and years. It's not like Harry Potter, which took ten years to yeah. do <laughs> eight movies. I think it adds as well to the sort of, like, 
I'm gonna say sacredness of the show, but that's not what I mean. It just feels special. Like mm. there's yes. gonna be three seasons of perfectly translated work mm-hmm. with excellent acting and excellent writing and an excellent story, and that'll be it. And that'll be what we have. Mm. And I'd much rather that than one film with bits of three books chucked in, not in order, mm-hmm. with a weird ending any day. Is that a subtweet? You just... y- yeah. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> Can we talk about Tony Hale? Why is he perfect? Why does he steal every scene that he's in? Why mm. does he, in any show, mm. he's always the funniest person on screen, always. And he just does so well at playing those, like, weaselly, weak, cowardice characters. But how does he, like, he, when he's Buster yeah. in Arrested Development, he is so Buster, I can't even see Tony Hale. No. And when he's Gary, he's Gary in Veep. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's nothing else but Gary the bad mm. man. And in this, he was very much Jerome. Yeah, so... That's talent because he's not like using heavy makeup. I know he's got a claw on one of those roles, <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> he's very talented, um, but not very good interviews apparently, like the rest of the rest mm. of the development cast at mm. the moment. I love Olivia. I didn't. I knew she was going to die, but mm. I didn't know she was going to die, and then she did, and then it was like, <sighs> but she kind of had to because Jacques was gone, and she couldn't. They loved mm. each other. They loved each other. Yeah, I can't remember how much that was a factor in the books. So, yeah, it's been like 10 years since we read the books mm. completely. Mm. Now, I wasn't quite sure about how they didn't kill off members of Gunnarlaf's troop. Yeah, so it's we spoke about that. We think mm. the one with the indeterminate gender... Should have died in hospital. Yeah. That's I for think, sure. And that was a like and they reference that. to that when they were waiting for him... Or her to come out but of the... Why not just... Yeah. Yeah. And then the same with... I think the bald-head man's supposed to have mm. died in the mm-hmm. carnival, but didn't happen. Because I thought that was, like, the whole point when you get to the end of the books, they're, like, picking off members of the yeah. troop until eventually Olaf's on his own sort of thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, It's weird watching it because it's been a while since I've read the books. Some things, like, I remember so clearly are going mm. to come up. Yeah. For example, spoiler alert... Um, the survivor of the fire in the books isn't actually the parents. It's the mm. third quagmire triplet. Um, but I don't know if that's what they're going to do in the show. And also I think there's a bit where I don't know, remember Esme being there for so long because doesn't Olaf turn on her? Uh, I can't remember exactly. I thought that's what happened in one of the books. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it, mm. but it, it's already going down a little bit of a path that's a bit different from how the mm. books end, so I'm interested in how they're going to sort of bring yeah. it back or yeah. like join it in. I'd like to see why they've made the changes, if you can understand why. So, yes, if you don't know much about the series, it's probably not going to be for you, but it's like unapologetically for the fans mm. and not in a way like sometimes people say that, oh, it's for the fans when a movie gets a bad review and it's shit. But the fans like it anyway. Yeah. No, this one is is literally crafted for people who love the series and mm. grab the series. And mm. not to say that you can't enjoy it if you haven't done that, but I think it's gonna be a lot harder. I think it'd be a lot harder to get into it. I wonder what it would be because we've got the books there. I want to reread them as an adult now and see if yeah. they like hold up. Like I have such mm. fond memories of books I read as a kid, and then sometimes you read them and they're not what you mm. remember. 
Yeah. I'd give it probably five out of five. I like it. <laughs> what do you reckon? Um, I'd probably give it four just because, I don't know, there are some bits that I'm not sure. This There were some bits in this season specifically which were a little bit slow mm. um, and I'm not sure. It's The one starts off hesitation. Right. But when I see season three and it's all okay, okay. I'll bump it up to five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Hope you got through it. Didn't hurt your ears too much. That's what Lenny Tick would say, wouldn't he? And he wouldn't say, I hope you got through it. He'd say, look away. Look away. The Awful. show will wreck your evening, your home life, and your day. Whole life? Oh, I thought it was home life. <laughs> Maybe. Can I Google? Okay. May is Googling as we speak. It's, oh. it's whole mm. life, everybody. I've been oh. singing home life my whole life. <laughs> Season, I've been singing Homefly. What do you mean singing? Will you sing along with it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that everyone does that with their theme songs on shows? Why not? <laughs> Here's a bonus bit of the podcast. I'm going to do a bit of a theme song and you tell me what it is. <laughs> Do you know it? If you know it, write into us. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Now, this is a test about Sam, and he is really, really, really great. Really great, right into microphone. I know you like me talking like this, but I don't really understand why we do it because this isn't how we record the podcast. We record it here. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.